In today's episode of Comments Over Coffee, we are talking about what to do with your live streams when your live streams are over, right? After you've wrapped up the show, like what do you do now? So grab your cup, tumbler, mug because we're starting right now. Welcome to Comments Over Coffee, where you'll learn how to get better at YouTube and online video over a cup of coffee. Pour a cup for your host, Nick Nimmin. If this is your first time here, I do want to let you know that the comments that you hear answered on this show are pulled from the submission form on the commentsovercoffee.com website. So if you have a question about what it is that you are doing on YouTube, head over to commentsovercoffee.com, put your question in the form there. And as long as it's not something that I've answered here before, I will go ahead and get it in the queue. I also want to let you know that this stream is brought to you by StreamYard.com. StreamYard is the easiest to use live streaming platform on the face of the earth. I know it's a bold claim, but trust me on this one. It's the easiest to use live streaming platform on the face of the earth. You don't have to have a great computer. You can even do it from a mobile device. It's so easy, but here's the thing. It's all web-based, so you don't have to put any workload on your computer whatsoever like a lot of the other streaming software, so you can just stream directly to the internet. You just connect your webcam. You stream it to StreamYard and then StreamYard pushes everything out from there. And not only is it easy to use in terms of just getting your your image online, but they also make it possible for you to restream, which basically means that you can stream to multiple platforms at once. So you can stream directly to YouTube and Facebook and Twitch. And um, I think they even support LinkedIn all at the same time, which is awesome. But you can check that out at StreamYard.com. Our question today comes from Mr. Cook's Corner. Mr. Cook's Corner says, so I punched fear in the face and I finally did a live stream. Congratulations there, Mr. Cook's Corner. And they say, with that said, I have several YouTube live streaming questions. Um, First, do you keep your streams up afterwards as videos? Two, instead, do you record them at the same time as the stream and then edit or trim the recording into a better, shorter version of the upload? Three, can you monetize your streams after you upload them or after the stream is complete? And four, do you worry about watch percentages if your stream is long, like 30 or more minutes? So much to know. Okay, so these are all fantastic questions, but they all kind of wrap into what do you do once your stream's finished, right? Because at this point in time, when you're dealing with all of these problems, your stream is complete. You've already done the hard work. You've already, you know, went live and, and, and you know, had an awesome time hanging out with your community. You've done all of that. But now you're in that position where it's like, okay, well, I've got this piece of content. What do I do with it? So the very first thing um, to answer your very first question is when you are actually doing the live stream itself. Of course, you can, if you want to, you could record it while you're live streaming. If it's a short stream, as long as your camera can handle it, as long as your memory cards, you know, can handle it in terms of enough memory, or if you if you record it directly to your computer, absolutely, you can do that. And when you do it, you also are able to get a higher quality, um, a higher quality recording as well, because once it actually goes up onto YouTube and then you pull it back down, then you're losing quality. You know, you're losing quality because YouTube has compressed your live stream there, and then you're actually pulling it back down and then you're going to render it back out, which is also going to, you know, hurt the quality a little bit. So because of that, you know, every one of those actions is going to bring the quality down just a little bit. Now, are people going to notice? Probably not, but you're going to know. So because of that, if you are, you know, like a a quality junkie, then in that particular case, then you might want to record it while you are streaming, as long as your computer is strong enough to actually do that, which I know that a lot of computers are, but a lot of computers also aren't. So if yours is strong enough, then, you know, that is an option for you. Now, in terms of what else to do with them after, Um, Once your stream is complete, um, you actually have, before you stream, you have the option to make your live chat available after
after the stream is complete, um, you have the option to go ahead and set it to default to unlisted. So after your stream is complete, as soon as you hit that button to end your stream, then your stream just defaults into unlisted. So then you can go in, you can workshop it a little bit in terms of adding a title, updating your description to kind of refresh it, or maybe even do a little bit of editing on it. Like let's say for example, that you had a 10 minute, hey, we're getting started soon sequence that happens at the beginning of your stream or five minute or one minute. And you know, from watching my videos, from listening to you know these podcasts, you know that audience retention is extremely important. And because of that, you don't wanna waste a viewer's time with a 10 minute or a one minute countdown. So because of that, while it's unlisted, you can go and use the YouTube editor that's built into their system on the back end. You can use the YouTube editor to actually go in and trim off that beginning part of the video where you were doing that particular thing. But one thing that's really important to think of when it comes to what it is that you're gonna do with your stream when it's finished is what it is that you're actually streaming for. So when you are live streaming and you're doing it for the sake of just like a community hangout, that's a different approach than I'm live streaming a piece of content so that I can make this one piece of content that's easier to make plus hang out with the community. And the reason that it's important to make sure that you're going after the right thing um, or in terms of making the decision based on what it is that you're going after is because it's going to change the way that you actually do your live stream as well. So if you're live streaming, and you know that you're going to be putting that content back up on the channel as a published video um, or a public video, then in that particular case, you need to make sure that you're handling the entire live stream like it's a video because that replay is gonna become extremely important because you are making it public again. So because of that, you need to make sure that you're actually doing the stream itself in a way that will support the replay value of that. And you know, a lot of people will just think of their subscribers. Well, when my subscribers see it, then they'll, you know, they'll come in, they'll click on it and they'll watch it. But the thing is, is you know, in order to grow channel, you're getting put in front of people that have never seen your stuff before either. And because of that, you have to consider is this live stream content that will add value to somebody that doesn't know me. They've never seen my content before. This is the first introduction. Are they getting something good or not? If the answer is eh, maybe not, then in that situation, you might not want to make those streams public again. But if they, if it is, if you've put together a stream to where it's, you know, like actual raw content um, to where, you know, it's like, Hey, this is me just doing the thing in real time. And then I'm going to make it available for the replay, then in that particular case, you would start your video differently. You wouldn't have that much interaction with the chat, if any at all, um, in terms of something that would distract a, a replay viewer. Um, and you would just kind of go all in on just going hard on the actual content itself, trying to make it an awesome piece of content. Where the live stream, you know, if, if you're not really thinking of the replay, it can be a little bit more loose and you can, you know, shout people out and have conversations with people in the chat. So, so knowing what you're going to do with it will drastically change your approach to how you you actually stream. A really good example of this, and I give this on my live streams all the time when this question pops up, um, but basically the example that I like to give is if you look at my live streams on my channel, they're filled with tons of information about YouTube, um, but they're also like a hangout. I bring on guests and that sort of thing to also share their expertise about YouTube, and I answer questions directly from the chat. So when I start the stream, I have no idea what the stream is going to be about outside of knowing that I'm going to be answering specific YouTube questions and adding value to everybody by answering these specific questions because the cool thing about hanging out in a live stream just like listening to this podcast is that you know sometimes somebody will ask a question that you didn't even know that you had but once you hear it you're like oh yeah I want to know that right <laughs> so because of that you know there, the the stream can go in a bunch of different ways now in contrast um, if you look at the video influencers channel then in their case they actually record it and even though it's a cool hangout experience as well they actually record it for the sake of it being a long-term piece of content that's going to continue to bring people into the channel and the and their live streams actually perform decently as video content because it's all structured and planned and put together in a way 
to where it actually makes an amazing replay value. So what you need to do is you need to think, okay, is this even appropriate for a replay in terms of, is this going to add value to the people that are coming into my YouTube channel to watch this, even if they're not familiar with me and the content that I have? So that's what you wanna think about when it comes to if you're going to make the replay available or not. Now, in terms of monetizing the streams afterwards, absolutely monetize the streams before you even go live so the people that are coming into the live stream they can you know see ads on the way in um and then also make sure that they're monetized uh afterwards as well now if you are going um strong on trying to generate super chats and you know other things as well then in that case maybe you don't want to show the ad because then you are creating that little bit of a barrier between some people that might click away during that ad um so because of that you know you might want to avoid actually having an ad in the beginning of the actual live stream itself but then absolutely turn it on for the replay because in that situation what you're doing is you're taking that that live stream with whatever revenue that you generated during the live stream if any and then you're also adding the ad revenue from the ads on top of it as well so that you're continuing to make money from that live stream even after the event has already happened so absolutely i always recommend that you monetize everything in whatever way that you possibly can so just put that on the record <laughs> and um in terms of do i worry about watch percentages um if the stream is long like more than 30 minutes Personally, I don't worry about the percentage viewed, but one thing that I do try to keep track of is I do try to keep track of how good am I at holding people's attention when they do come into the stream. Now, when you start having a lot of people come through your stream, of course, you're looking more at concurrent viewers than you are at anything. Um, and you will see you know, like the average watch time and that sort of thing as well, but you won't be able to see you know uh, the extreme details as clearly as you can when you are seeing a piece of video content. Because when you see a piece of video content, there's a clear entry point and there's a clear exit point of that content. But with the live stream, people are coming in all over the place, they're leaving all over the place. So because of that, some of the information that you're getting isn't as fine tuned or as um, finite. Is that the word I'm looking for? Maybe, but basically it's not as detailed as the information or specific as the information um, that you would get from your retention reports inside of the actual video content itself. So because of that, personally, I just try to try to get my peak concurrent viewers up. And I also try to just generate as much average watch time as I can, instead of looking at hey, during this particular time, um, you know, people watched for this amount of time. I just look for, hey, our concurrent viewers took a dip here and our concurrent viewers took a lift here, right? So by doing that, what that tells me is that, okay, in this particular area, then then at least people weren't leaving. So we were we were doing something right. <laughs> so, so, you know, you can absolutely, um, you know, use that information that way. But in terms of like worrying about it, not so much, but you just do that to try to become a better streamer so that you can hold people's attention longer, not necessarily necessarily, you know, for, uh, for anything else other than just being able to grab somebody's attention and hold their attention for a longer period of time. Another thing that you can do as well, um, when it comes to your live streams, and you mentioned this also, you say, you know, I was thinking about having a dedicated playlist just for my streams. That's another option that you can do so that in that case, you can make them unlisted. If you wanted to, if you don't want YouTube actually suggesting those live streams out to people, you could make them unlisted. But when you make them unlisted, um, you could have a playlist on your channel page to where people can actually find them through that playlist. And then they can go and they can watch them that way for the people that are interested. Like, hey, I really wanted to hit that live stream, but I missed it. So now, you know, you can still access it, but it's not something that is being put out publicly um, all over the platform trying to introduce you to new viewers. Now, just as a heads up as well, um, on your videos page, those live streams are also gonna show up, but if you can organize them in a way so that people can just sit back 
and enjoy the stream, then of course, in that case, you're doing something that we always talk about, which is you're making it easy for the viewer to consume the content that they want to consume, which is always a win in every situation. So because of that, um, absolutely, you know, you can add that to your channel page as well. Um, if you wanted to, depending on your content, the type of viewers that you have and the type of content that you actually make, um, you could also link to some of those in your end screens as well. If people are, you know, really getting into the live content that you're doing. Again, I would like to encourage everybody to check out StreamYard.com. It's the easiest live streaming platform on earth. I hope you learned something today. Thanks for having a coffee with me. Get show notes, resources, and more over at commentsovercoffee.com or grab yourself a refill and listen to another episode.